Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us as we get in the Word of God every day and talk about it, allow it to transform our lives. Except yesterday, I hope you got in the Word on your own. Um, I was traveling yesterday. I usually pre-record the night before if I'm traveling. I must confess, I was just too exhausted the night before. I wasn't confident I'd say the right things. So I just uh, left a day missed that we missed. And we're glad to have you back today. But we do get to the Word of God every day. And today, I think there's something really special for us to understand about our relationship with God, our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. We say that God created us for relationship. He wants relationship with us. And I think today we might see something that's a little bit different. I know it was kind of revolutionary for me to see, and to be honest, It's challenging for me to break through and to change even my own thinking about this. Even though I see it, it's up here, and I'm still working on it, getting down into my soul. And it's found when Jesus was talking to his disciples in Matthew 20. Now, he would come into Jerusalem, and he was going to be establishing his kingdom. And they were all excited about this. And so the mother of James and John mother of the, uh, the James and John, the sons of Zebedee, she came to Jesus in Matthew 20, and she said, hey, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, how about if my two sons sit on your right hand and on your left? Now, Jesus had some surprising news. He said, are you going to be able to drink the, drink the, take the baptism I take, drink the baptism I drink? Not knowing what they were talking about, and the boys said, we're able Well, that baptism meant they were going to die. And of course, James was the first Christian martyr. We're going to, uh, the apostles, the first one to die. And they said, are you, uh, uh, they're able to do it. So he said, well, my baptism you'll drink. And that did come true. But let's pick it up in the middle of this discussion. Because the 10, when they heard that James and John were vying for this position, the 10 became indignant. And let's see what Jesus says. We're in Matthew chapter 20. We'll start with verse 24. And hearing this, the ten became indignant with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great men exercised authority over them. It is not this way among you. But whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. So Jesus is turning the idea of leadership on its head that the the goal in Jesus's kingdom is not to get to the top where you've got everybody serving you. The goal is to be underneath and to support where you're serving others. Greatness in the kingdom of God is serving. Let's say it again. Greatness is serving. Our world is all about power. Our world is all about getting to the top. Our world is all about uh, that, you know, that boy, I'm going to be the great man or women. I'm going to be as great as a man. I'm going to make as much money. I'm going to have as much power as a man. It's all about getting to the top. And that's the world we live in. But the kingdom of God is the opposite. True power, true influence, true uh, leadership comes from serving Authority is there to protect us. Authority is there to care for us. Authority is there not for our sake. Authority is given to serve others and for the sake of helping other people. This is God's kingdom. He turns leadership 
the idea of leadership on his head. But he does more than that. He talks about himself. Now remember, Jesus here is the rabbi. He's the leader. But they already know he's the Messiah. He's the son of God. And look what he says now. Just as the son of man, our example, him, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, typically when we read this verse, we apply it to servant leadership. If you're at pastors, we talk often about we're not there to lord it over people. We're there to serve our congregations. We're there to serve our flock. We're there to care for them, watch over them, love them, provide things of this nature. And so we talk often about, and this is the teaching here. This is what Jesus was teaching the disciples. This is the purpose of the passage. But notice what he says here, that he came to serve. Yes, he's our example. But he also said he did not, what he did not come for, he did not come to be served. Several years ago, I was meditating on this and I was thinking, okay, the, the focus is that last part, he came to serve. The focus is you should serve. But what about that little statement in the middle? The Son of Man did not come to be served. Wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to serve the Lord? I mean, this is the terminology I used all my Christian life. I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm here to serve the Lord. We see this all throughout the Old Testament. Paul mentions it some in the in the in the in the epistles that we are we serve the Lord. He referred to himself as a bond servant. Now, a bond servant is someone who uh, it, it comes from the Old Testament book of Exodus, where a servant or slave who had it was time for him to be set free but he did not want to be set free. He loved his master. He wanted to stay at his master. And so he voluntarily, out of love, chose to remain a servant and to give up his freedoms for the sake of staying with his master. And Paul referred to himself as a bond servant of Jesus Christ. And of course, we should think of ourselves this way as well. We are a love because of our love for him. We're his servant. But he still said this, I did not come to be served. And so I thought about this. And I looked throughout the Gospels. And I noticed that I don't believe I was ever, I've not been able to find a time where Jesus said that we're to serve him. Now, it's obvious they followed him. It was obvious they did things. It was obvious he was the leader. But the terminology, the word, seems to be absent from the four Gospels. In fact, what we see is Jesus serving them. The key, t- the key thing, the last night of his life, Jesus was about to wash, no one was there to wash the feet during the Last Supper. Jesus girded himself about and began to wash the disciples' feet. He was going to serve them. Peter said, no, 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 you'll never wash my feet. i wash your feet. Jesus said, no, if I don't wash your feet, you have nothing to do with me. Peter said, well, they're not my feet, but wash my whole body. Jesus said, no, you're, you're clean, but I, I need to serve you. And indeed, this is a picture, this is a model for us of what we should do, as he says in John 13, but it's also a picture that he's, he was about to serve us by giving his life to die for us, to bring cleansing of, of, of our soul. But he never says, serve me. It's, real, it's so fascinating to me. That Jesus never 
asked us to serve him. But what does he say? He says, follow me, follow me. I think there's a subtle difference here. I think there's a significant difference. Obviously, Jesus is our leader. To say that he's come to serve us and to turn those tables so that he serves us rather than we serve him doesn't mean he says, you know, sit on the couch, I'll peel grapes and feed you. He doesn't mean, you know, I'm here at your beck and call. What do you want of me? No, he serves us by leading us. He, he is the servant leader. Some people think servant leadership means you become, no one ever leads. Jesus serves us by leading us, and he calls us to follow him. And we follow him now out of a deep sense of love and loyalty. We are inspired by this. Again, it seems like in the old covenant, the focus was, follow, uh, the focus was we are to serve God. In the New Testament, Jesus is saying, I'm serving you by leading you in the ways of God, leading you in the kingdom of God, and you are to follow me and live as I, follow my example, follow me, follow me. I believe, again, I'm I'm not going to argue with someone on this. There might be a second one, but I believe the most common thing Jesus told people to do in the Gospels, is to follow him. Now, some would say, well, maybe, no, he might have said more have faith, or he might have said more fear not. Okay, maybe. But we'll say this, often Jesus said, follow me. This is what New Testament discipleship is about. Should you ever say you're serving the Lord? That's fine. Again, that's throughout the Old Testament. We don't do away at the Old Testament. But there's a fundamental change. We're following him. He is our leader. We're becoming like him. It's, it's, it's not just I'm the king and you're my servant, you do what I say, but I'm your model. I'm the example. I'm going somewhere. I'm building my kingdom. Follow me. He inspires us to be his followers. It's a fundamental, I think it's a fundamental difference in how we ought to see our relationship with him and to see the awesome things that God has planned for us. God wants to use you more than you realize. It's one thing if God's doing something, you're a servant just playing a part. Okay, good, fine. But it's even more powerful if you realize that he's going somewhere and we've joined in as his followers. We're world changers. He wants us to have an impact on this world. We're kingdom builders in our, whole, in our own lives, in our families, in our work, in our school, wherever we go. We're following Jesus, and we're having an impact. Amen? It's a powerful message. Let's let it sink in. Father, I pray, help us understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus, there was never a greater revolutionary than you. You came to upend the whole the world, and indeed your, your disciples turned the world upside down. Jesus, you said your kingdom is not of this world, but you are establishing your kingdom right here in this place, on this planet, and you're, you're, you're destroying the works of the evil one, and you're bringing in the very kingdom of God. It's called the, in the church, the people of God, the followers of God. What an awesome thing. What an awesome calling we have. You've made us, as we saw a couple of days ago, you've made us light. You've made us salt. You've made us, you, you've given us tremendous 
power. You've made us new creatures. You didn't just take away our sin. You made us new. We're children of God. Help us today as we follow Jesus to realize we're not, we're not normal people anymore. We're not natural people anymore. The supernatural is alive in us. It is the, it is the Spirit of God himself. And I pray today, help us to rise above, to overcome evil with good, to, to bless those who curse us, to love those who hate us, to, to do good to those who despise us. Help us, Lord, as followers of you, to wash the feet. You even wash the feet of Judas. Oh, Father, it's, it's, it's amazing to stop and think of it, Jesus, what you've done. You wash the feet of Jesus. You wash the feet of those who loved you. Help us, Jesus, to be like you, to follow you, and to bring the light of God wherever we go this day. I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, so glad to have you along with me today. Glad to be home. I was in Iowa this week, a little bit different studio. Things are different. We sometimes have some technical problems. It's a lot harder. It's always nice to be back here. And I love you guys to be set, to be able to communicate with you, to share the word with you. It's a privilege of mine to serve you in this way. So if you're new, welcome, a special welcome to you. I hope you do join us, subscribe, leave a comment below, say hi, introduce yourself, um, join us regularly, tell your friends. Make a commitment to be here. Don't just come when you feel like it or when you, you know, something looks interesting. But get in the Word of God with us day by day by day by day. Your life will change. That's what we want to see. We want to be better followers of Jesus. We want to be more victorious, more cheerful, more joyful, more loving, more faith-filled, more faithful. And so that's what we're doing. If you're here regularly, thanks for being here. I love you guys. Sorry I missed you yesterday. I love you guys. So glad to be with you. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his peace, strength, his courage, his love. Remember, you're a follower of the King of Kings. He's invited you into that position. What an awesome job we have. What an awesome role. What an awesome thing he's done. I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.